0: Hi, and welcome to this episode of The Roadmap, the podcast covering best practices and trending topics in auto finance. I'm Bianca Chan, Associate Editor at Auto Finance News, and your host for this podcast presented by Auto Finance Excellence. In partnership with Defy Solutions, McGlinchey Stafford, and state national companies, Auto Finance Excellence provides members with an unparalleled opportunity to gain professional development and networking resources in this competitive industry. Join our community of auto finance executives and professionals at autofinanceexcellence.org. Our goal here at The Roadmap is to welcome enlightened and thought-provoking guests from across the auto finance industry to talk out key issues and opportunities. Today's podcast is focused on alternative lending. We're joined here by Amitai Kalmar, the co-founder and CEO of LendBuzz, an online auto lender that targets working professionals who don't have a long credit history here in the U.S., like international students and expats. We're going to chat about what it's like to break into the $1.2 trillion auto finance industry as a startup lender and what Amitai's strategy looks like moving forward to drive company growth. Hi, Amitai. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you.
0: Great. Awesome. Thanks for joining us today. We're so happy to have you with us. Before we get into it, uh, will you tell our listeners a little bit about um, your background and maybe and, and, and about LendBuzz and how the decisioning process works from a high level?
1: Sure. Uh, my background, um, I come from um uh, computer science and math uh, background, uh, did my MBA uh, in Boston where the company is based at MIT, um, joined Deutsche Bank to do uh, investment banking for a few years, and then co-founded Landbot with uh, Dan Raviv, who's a postdoc at uh, MIT Media Lab focused on machine learning and data analytics. Uh, LendBud is a car financing platform, uh, that focuses on people that do not have a credit history or have limited credit history in the U.S. Um, our initial focus, uh, is, uh, was on foreign nationals that relocate to the U.S. either for work or school. Uh, and we have since expanded to other subsegments of, uh, the thin file market, uh, like first time U.S. borrowers. Uh, in terms of decisioning, uh, process, uh, so since we do not have a FICO score uh, to rely on, uh, we look at a more extensive or comprehensive uh, profile of a borrower, including uh, their educational background in their origin country and their their U.S., uh, their employment history, origin country, and the U.S., um, their earnings potential here in the U.S. based on the industry and their role uh, where they're working, as well as a full analysis of their cash flow. Uh, looking into uh, their bank accounts, ability to pay, etc., uh, that allows us to build a full profile of a of, borrower and make credit decisions uh, without a FICO score.
0: Right. And so, what spurred you to start a finance company like LendBuzz? Um, you know, three years ago.
1: Uh, so before Land Buzz, I was in corporate finance, doing investment banking, focused on, you know, IPO, M&A, debt financing. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I was looking to do something that's more uh, consumer facing, uh, which I find fascinating due to the uh, short turnaround, the quick feedback uh, from the users. Um, when I moved to the U.S. to do my MBA here, I opened a bank account at Bank of America, I wired $100,000 for tuition and living expenses and I was surprised when I was declined from a credit card application. Uh, my only option at the time was a $500 secured credit card. Uh, that didn't make much sense to me at the time, so I knew that this problem exists in the U.S. consumer credit system. Um, and then when I started thinking about starting my own business, um, I sort of built on my personal experience and experiences of friends who relocated here and, and realized that it's a much bigger problem than I initially thought. Um, and we thought we can build a solution that provides uh, fast um, application process, processing, uh, and provides fair terms to our uh, clients, uh, so we went on and uh, and built them. But
0: right, I'm I actually moved to the U.S. two years ago from Canada, so I'm no stranger to the uh, $500 backed credit line. <laughs> uh,
1: well. If you if you had known about us at the time, you should have taken a car along with us.
0: I know. If only. If only I knew. So I mean, what... we
1: actually have mm-hmm. uh, a lot of Canadian clients. So uh, Canada is our, I think, today our third uh, nationality in terms of clients we serve.
0: Oh yeah, what are the what are the first two?
1: Uh, so I think China and India are the first two, mm-hmm. um, which uh, you know. Pretty much, uh, I think today, that if you look at the um, relocation of, of international students, um, people who come here to work, China and India are the leading countries, so it's no, mm-hmm. no surprise.
0: Right, right, yeah. So, um, you know, what, what has it been like breaking into a well-established and pretty competitive industry like the U.S. auto finance
1: space? It's a good question. I think, uh, we were relatively naive at the beginning. We did not have an auto, uh, financing background and, uh, it took us, uh, the first year until we hired people with auto finance background. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same, um, you know, the, the auto dealerships, I would say, were surprising on how open they are to new products. So if you compare uh other industries where there is a very long enterprise sales uh process whether you're selling to banks or insurance companies or other enterprises um, auto dealers are very open to uh hearing you out especially if you provide them uh financing platform and allowing them to sell more cars they're very commercial in the way they behave so um, that was a good surprise, mm-hmm. we were able to initially start working with uh, independent dealerships where you you know speak with the owner or the finance manager and then over time work more and more with franchise dealerships. Um, so I think it was, uh, although we did not know much about the industry, the fact that uh, auto dealers are relatively easy to, to approach, we, we were lucky in terms of breaking into the industry.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, what about, like, the consumer side? Did did consumers take to your business model right away? And, like, what was it like marketing and, and making people aware that LendBuzz is an alternative auto-financing option?
1: Um, so we have half of our uh, applications come directly from consumers or, and half our referrals from dealerships. Mm-hmm. Um, the consumer side is... Um, so, it's not very hard to get the applications. Uh, it just takes longer to close them. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually when someone is at a dealership, they know exactly what car they're buying. Uh, they're just solving for the financing. Um, it's a faster process, whereas, uh, clients that apply directly, it takes longer. They're, uh, at a different place in the, uh, in the funnel in terms of deciding on what car they're buying. Um, and you need a bit more hand holding since there is no finance manager or sales guy at the dealership that explains them the process mm-hmm. um so getting the applications on the consumer side was relatively easy and quick uh but um uh, converting them and making sure that they close takes longer
0: right uh so can you tell us how your how your loan origination volume has changed in the three years since LendBuzz launched?
1: Yeah, so in, in the initial uh, year, uh, we didn't really originate any loans. Uh, it was uh, focused 100% on developing the algorithms and the platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2018, we grew about 300% in loan origination.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, in 2019, we plan to grow about 150%. Uh, we're currently exceeding 100 million annual uh, run rates in terms of loan origination. Uh, so it's becoming a scale platform uh and um you know as as you mentioned there is a lot of demand for for this uh service because um it's relatively underserved there aren't a lot of options out there for uh for foreign nationals to get okay here or people that do not have a long credit history
0: mm mm-hmm. and then you kind of mentioned um earlier on in the conversation how you found that dealerships were taking to your business mo- model maybe a little bit more than you initially anticipated. So, I mean, how how has your um, number of dealership partnerships grown? Also, in the past three years,
1: uh, we're steadily growing the the dealership uh, partnerships. Um, dealerships are key for our, for our business. Uh, mm-hmm. Great partners. Uh, we make sure to provide them, you know, good services as, uh, as we grow the business with them. Um, we are focused uh, on specific uh, geographies in terms of uh, expanding the dealership the network. so uh, we're not um, you know growing it um, in all states mm-hmm. uh, but it's been growing it's been growing at a similar pace to our loan origination volume.
0: Oh, okay, that's great. Uh, so LenBA has recently secured 150 million of funding in mid-July. Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> um, Thank you. What are some areas of the business you'll be allocating these funds
1: to? Uh, so the equity funding will be used mostly for two uh, purposes. The first one is uh, increasing our engineering team. Uh we need to make uh, 10 to 15 new uh, engineering hires that uh, grow the team here to about 30 people. Uh we think that most of the value add uh, that we uh, add to the ecosystem is on uh, technology innovation, on the first on the underwriting side and second on a more seamless uh, easier process both for the consumer and the dealership mm-hmm. uh, so that's going to be our focus in terms of equity in addition to a geographic expansion to other um, states mm-hmm. in terms of the debt funding it's mostly uh, to you to be used for increasing our loan origination volume uh, so we can serve more clients uh, so these are um, the two sort of uh, main uh, purposes for the funding
0: Okay. Can you tell us uh, any, any new states on the short list as to where you'll be expanding geographically?
1: Uh, so we focus on uh, Florida and California for mm-hmm. the next 12 to 18 months. Uh, these are states that um, have, you know, big states have a lot of uh, foreign nationals that reside in big car states. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these are the key ones that uh, we're going to focus on. Um, That's sort of on the next uh, 12 to 18-month horizon.
0: Okay. Awesome. Do you uh, see any future where you come up to Washington State?
1: we, we will come up to Washington State, but it's not a main focus for us in the next 12 months. It's uh, you know smaller market at the end of the day, mm-hmm. uh, but eventually we'll probably expand that way as well.
0: Okay, yeah. Had to ask since I'm based out of Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, in addition to um, those plans for the, for the funding, what's another project you're, you're currently working on?
1: So, our main focus on the engineering side is more and more automation. Mm -hmm. Um, Both of the application process as well as the funding process. We want to make it as seamless and paperless as possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our vision when we started the company is to make it um, as easiest uh, as possible, making the application, you know, in one, two minutes and the funding uh, same day to the dealership. We found that there are still a lot of paperwork in the auto uh, business, and we're trying to innovate uh, as much as possible in terms of uh, verifying the documents, analyzing them, so we don't need a lot of manpower here at the back office to, Mm -hmm. in order to scale the platform. Uh, That's the first focus. The second focus is um, a mobile-first product. Uh, So today we have a great web product, but consumers are uh, I would say spend 90% of their time on their phone, uh, and we need to have a better uh, mobile product where they can apply, get approved, and purchase um, on their 100% on their mobile phone uh, same day, ideally uh, when they're at the dealership.
0: Ah, cool. Do you know when those uh, mobile app enhancements might might go live? I imagine it's like a continuous, you know, project that you'll be working on, but. Do you have a date as to when we'll see the uh, the first enhancements? Uh,
1: yeah, we're trying to get that out here for 2019. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so it's a pretty aggressive timeline. I hope we're going to hit it. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I, I hope you do as well. We can't wait to see what you have in store. That concludes our podcast today. And I'd like to thank our listeners for joining Amitai Kalmar and myself on this episode. Stay tuned at autofinanceexcellence.org for more great podcasts. Thanks so much, Amitai.
2: Thanks, Bianca.